Welcome everyone to Beyond 64. This is the special show where we are looking at games that are not on the Nintendo 64. And this is an extra special episode because we have one of our superstar tier patrons joining us to talk about the game of their choice. We'll get into that in a minute, but firstly, I am Steve Guntley and I am the thicker, swifter picker-upper. <laughs> I am Woody Siskowski, as bad at cleaning virtually as I am cleaning in real life. <laughs> um, Maybe so worse. It's possible. Today's game is called Viscera Cleanup Detail. Viscera. And it was, it's, is it Viscera or Viscera? No, it's Viscera. Okay. <laughs> viscera. I like Viscera. <laughs> okay, that's, that's fine. That's yeah. evil Sarah. That's villainous evil Sarah. Sarah is Viscera. <laughs> um, so Viscera Cleanup Detail. That was suggested by our patron, Andy Bowman. Say hello, Andy. Hello, uh, Woody, my wife is named Sarah, so now I'm never going to be able to not <laughs> think that, uh, just the evil <laughs> version of my wife it's with a Sarah. bloody mop. Yeah, um, one thing, uh, that I think is f funny right off the bat is, um, you and Jordan Collins are, um, you, you did the previous episodes, um, for these, these Patreon game requests. And it's funny because the last episode he did was Mario Kart and Smash Brothers. He picks like the biggest, most sort of widespread games out there. And then you've picked Under Hero and Viscera Cleanup Detail. And it's like, <laughs> and it's it's like the exact, we're getting a real like uh, a span here. It's like the most popular games of all time versus things I never would have thought of. And that's why it's always exciting uh, when, when Andy suggests a game like for our poll on Patreon or for these, because I never in a million years can predict where you're going to go with it. Yeah, uh, and also kudos to the people who have selected, who have suggested games on that Patreon poll. We got a real good selection of things there. I was really excited by what people suggested. Just so, whether, regardless of the game that gets picked for us to play, like I love seeing that poll because I'll pretty much track down every game that gets on there and at least try yeah. it because yeah, i'm definitely same. curious what sort of inspired someone to nominate that so andy let's start with you like uh tell us how you came to discover this game and uh uh what what exactly spawned you to want to play it or spurred you to want to play it i guess okay so i don't i don't know about you guys but i have trouble falling asleep and the one thing that's good about having trouble falling asleep is of course you just uh Drink alcohol and play and watch YouTube videos until you pass out because that's, <laughs> that's healthy. Um, well, it is well, yeah, very, very... I might have a theory as to why you might be having trouble falling asleep. But, <laughs> right, right. right. You know, I, I mean, I'm not an expert. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you, you know, you and doctors and other yeah. people have also told me. Quote, unquote, doctors. That's <laughs> right. Uh, So-called medical professionals. Right. Dr. Spitschemin. Uh, <laughs> but... Uh, so the algorithm keeps giving me these uh, top indie games you've never heard of before uh, kind of lists. And uh, sometimes I'll remember one of the games after hearing the basic pitch and I will uh, just add it to my Steam wish list and eventually buy it on a whim. And that's how I found this game. This game okay. kind of feels like one where, like, you kind of are like, you're reading that article like on the brink of falling asleep, and then you wake up like two, and then two weeks later, you're like, I remember a game where you clean up intestines, but yeah. it might have just been like a fever dream. So you need quick access to that uh, Steam Steam wish list to like put it there before you forget what it was called. 
Yeah, right. right. And uh, when it goes on sale for like seventy five percent off, uh, that's always yeah, great. I, when you pick it up, I I I have a rule that if a game pops on sale under under three dollars, I will just buy it if it's on my wish list. Okay. Yeah, because if you're not gonna buy it for under three dollars, why'd you put it on your wish list at all? Exactly. Yeah, you're never gonna buy it if you're not gonna buy it for that price. Exactly. <laughs> So weirdly, this is actually the second time that we've talked about Viscera Cleanup Detail on this show. We did a Patreon episode back in December uh, for our Christmas Games episode, and we talked a little bit about a uh, standalone spinoff of this game called Viscera Cleanup Detail Santa's Rampage. And uh, I have to apologize right off the bat because for whatever reason, I was super cranky about this game, sight unseen. I think... I think the way my brain kind of went was I, I read about this game, I read about the premise of it, and I saw that it was made by, like, a very, very small indie team on Steam. And I think my mind immediately went to, like, oh, okay, this is, this is like, going for shock value or it's going for kind of, like, a postal level of just, like, oh, look at this gross gore and everything like that. Uh, and that's not really what this game is. Like, I don't really, feel I'm, at any... Yeah. I'm really curious, Andy. Did you, by chance, listen to that episode? Do you even remember? Uh, I mean, like, no, no. Yeah. Uh, I so I still haven't gotten around to adding uh, the Patreon feed to okay. my <laughs> podcast uh, listeners. So normally, I, I don't really listen to the Patreon feeds. Uh, mm-hmm. By the way, that's one of the beautiful things about Patreon is that you can just put in a little code, and the Patreon feed just goes straight to you, whatever app you use. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just I've just been lazy and haven't done that. So <laughs> I, no, no, I have not listened I just, to that episode. I, I really my theory my theory was when Steve told me that this is the game that you wanted us to play because our I believe our exact conversation we have a tape we can play it back. But when we did that Christmas episode, was Steve said there's this weird game called Visera Cleanup Detail with Santa's Workshop. It looks pretty shitty. It's probably like a crappy game, something like that. And I listened. I don't know, Steve. I heard it's pretty good. Maybe someone will like you'll be hurting someone's feelings and they'll come back and like call you out and you're like no no one cares about that game and so I, I, thought, I thought i thought that's what this was too yeah yeah i thought you were like i'm just gonna stick it to steve by making him play this game that he badmouthed with no idea of what it was but you know what that's fair that's fair i shouldn't have been uh shouldn't have been talking about a game i really didn't know anything about you know because that's, that's uh, all we do on the podcast <laughs> it's, it's true it's it true. does it does sound like a flash game uh, circa newgrounds 2007 i think yeah, that's, that's kind of what really i thought good harrison yeah. yeah yeah and and you i don't know i guess i i just assumed it would be all just like cheap splatter laughs and this isn't really played for laughs there are some kind of little winking bits in here like at video game and horror movie history but I don't think it's played for like yucks or anything, or or yucks in either spelling. Uh, I mean, Y-U-K or Y U K S or C K. Yeah. Yeah, it's played. It's played for yucks in the sense that like it's a very absurd premise that's handled yeah. very straight, which is kind of yucks in of itself. Yeah. Well, let's jump into this game a little bit. Uh, so, Viscera Cleanup Detail, or Viscera, whichever whichever you prefer, <laughs> or Cleanup, or Detail. So, wait, Visalo Cleanup Detail Noop? Yeah, exactly. exactly. That's how you say it. Uh, it was released October 23rd, 2015, and it was developed and published by RuneStorm, and currently I think it is a Windows exclusive on Steam. So, RuneStorm. You can get it on the Humble Bundle site as well. Oh, you can. Excellent, excellent. 
Uh, so RuneStorm is a very, very small indie studio based out of South Africa. It's made up of three brothers who got their start in the Unreal modding community. Uh, and aside from this game, this is their first uh, game so far, and it's the only one that's been released yet, but they are in the demo stages for a game called Rook's Keep, which is another Unreal mod, but this one's set in more of a medieval sword sorcery kind of world. Um, so really not a lot on them so far, because they're, they're very new and uh, very small, but... This was kind of their big entry, uh, as as much as, you know, as big as you can say it is. <laughs> All right, so Viscera Cleanup Detail as a game is pretty much exactly what it sounds like. So imagine any horror movie you've ever seen or any video game, violent video game. You know, there's some kind of carnage that happens, and then, you, you know, usually, characters usually just move on or they all die. So what happens after that? Well, you need somebody to come in and clean up after <laughs> the mess. And that's where we come in. We work for the Viscera Cleanup Detail, and it is our job as janitors to go to these horrific massacre sites, uh, pick up all the bodies and the spare bullet casings, and mop up all the blood, and leave everything the way it was <laughs> so that the, the uh, massacre can occur. Exactly. Yeah, and this one is very... I mean, you say horror, but also I think it's generally sci-fi vibe. Yeah, like, yeah, I would say. Yeah, lots of space stations and are stuff you, like that. I, I didn't get a great variety idea of the levels. You said there were about 30 levels in here, Andy. What What are some examples of some of these levels that you might go to? All right, well, there's one level that's clearly... Uh, that's clearly a... Um, the Futurama term that I love is legally distinct but from but similar to... Uh, <laughs> The, uh, a Doom level, a Duke Nukem level, a uh, the movie Alien, the Nostromo. Uh, there's, I forgot the name of the company, but it's the evil organization in Assassin's Creed. Oh, okay, nice. And yeah. there, there's uh there's like a th we played in the like a thing level um like John Carpenter's the thing you know so there's mm -hmm. like a big ice coffin where something came out of, you know and and part of the appeal of this game is going to these different worlds and kind of trying to piece together what happened. You can find little notes in places, and sometimes you can just kind of interpret what happened based on where the bodies are located. Like, for example, we found an open first aid station covered in blood with, like, chunks of body underneath it. So it's like, okay, well, we can figure out that this guy did not get to the first aid station in time. Um, also, you can find little logs. I mean, this is pretty common in many games now, like Dead Space or something like that, where you find a little log of that someone left about their time on the space station and what happened. One of the one I found that was really funny was, like, primary objective, like, ex ex explore new element or something like that. And then secondary objective was reduce whiskey intake. No. <laughs> definitely yeah, yeah. made me laugh. Yeah. There's uh, almost a bit of a... Uh, a portal vibe to mm -hmm. this like yeah like this idea that well this horrible tragedy happened but we're not going to close down you know the the company we uh we just need to pay some people to clean it up so we can get right back to there whatever it is yeah that, uh, the portal says we we don't we don't get a sense of who exactly we are working for but there is the sense that we're trying to restore things to the status quo so that the general public doesn't know what happened uh and so and there's also a sense that the company that we work for may not have our best interests at heart at some yeah. point you can go um as, as you're finishing the level you go back to this starting area where there's an incident report form to fill out and it asks you like 
what was the quality of this incident? And you can either say best day ever or fantastic. And those are your yeah. options, something like that. <laughs> yeah. So. And it's it's very easy to get fired or demoted. But uh, a little bit about how this plays. Um, so it, it takes a little bit of figuring it out. But basically what you're doing is just manipulating the Unreal Engine uh, you know, if you're familiar with the Unreal Engine, it's very physics-based. You can pick up and, like, manipulate pretty much anything in the environment. And uh, that's kind of your goal here. So you're dropped into the middle of this total splatterfest. Uh, your first task is going to be to walk around, look for all of your tools and all your resources, and kind of figure out what you need to clean up first. So right off the bat, you have a mop in your hand, uh, and then you just have your bare glove, or not your bare hands, your gloved hands uh, mm -hmm. that you can use to pick up chunks of things. You get a little sniffer tool to help you locate a corpse, and you also get uh, like a log, like a log sheet where you can kind of review what you're doing. Oh, I thought you meant like a literal log to like set oh, by no. the fire and make make your Yuletide bright. <laughs> nothing, nothing makes your Yuletide <laughs> brighter than cleaning up splatter all over the ground. This um, this game is of like the very distinct genre, which I feel like has gradually like it used to be the very distinct pc genre was like the point and click adventure and then it was the real-time strategy now i feel like the most pc-est of genres is uh the physics simulator yeah totally and, and, and i think it's because like since these games are generally made cheaply because they're based around already existing mods they usually don't have they don't have the resources to port them to other systems and they're just like there's so many games that are in this genre that are just so bizarre, like Goat Simulator, where you just play as a goat and you kind of just mess around in the environment and you kind of just see how the physics interact. Like you just knock things over, you ram into people and see how the physics, you know, where the physics makes them go. It's like all the humor just comes from the weird physics engine. It's not... <laughs> It's bizarre because it's like the game's not necessarily played for laughs and it's making attempt to be well designed. But like there's also a sort of hint of laziness to the way it works. But like that's also part of the charm. Kind of. Like, yeah, it's it's floating. a weird way to say it. Yeah, it's supposed to feel a little unresponsive. And I think really the kind of the point that they're supposed that they're trying to drive home here is that this is arduous work. Like this is this is a this is a chore that you have to be doing, and so it should feel difficult. Like it's pretty easy to knock over like a bucket full of gore or a, a bin full of organs or something, and then you have to clean it all back up again before it spreads everywhere. And you do get some weird glitches sometimes if you're trying to carry like too many things uh, in a bin or something that'll all start shaking around, and sometimes they'll just like straight up explode, and you'll just have organs all over the walls and everything. Yeah, there's uh, definitely elements here that feel, like, deliberately mean. Like, if you start using your mop, you know, you'll dip your mop in water to wash it off, and then you're cleaning up big piles of blood. But then if the mop gets full of blood and you use it again, it will, like, put a splatter of blood out there that then you have to go clean up later. Or, oh, and that's something, that's something I forgot to ask Andy. Like, yeah. uh, there, you have the ability to swing your mop like a weapon in this. Like, is there any purpose to doing that? Uh... I do not know. Okay, yeah, like I couldn't figure it out because I, mean, I tried. Like you, just you don't. Told me that. I just found out that's a thing. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, so never mind. Never mind. I, I thought five you might know. Ago. Like uh, uh, I don't know. I I tried doing that. Like if you press, like I was using my uh, Xbox 360 gamepad, um, and if if you hit the left trigger, you swing your mop, 
And I thought, okay, maybe this is a way to like reach kind of out of out of the way areas up on the wall or the ceiling or something like that. But it doesn't clean when you do that. All uh, near, pretty much all it does is knock over a bucket. Like so, if you pull the wrong trigger. <laughs> so I think it is literally just there to fuck with you and like to to make you mess up every once in a while because you don't fight enemies in this game. Right, right. Like, yet somehow I managed to die twice. Like, putting like, something in with the weird sort of glitchiness of this game. I think Andy just passed me on the stairs, and somehow <laughs> my the camera zoomed out, and my corpse was just lying there, and I don't know how it killed me. And another time, I think I managed to crush myself under the lift. <laughs> like, I didn't even know it was possible to die in this game, and you found a way, so it was great. If you guys look at uh, the, the Skype chat, there's actually a picture of some... Plants that are clearly the Deku plants from uh, Ocarina of Time. Oh, yeah, they are, huh? Yeah, and those uh, are kind of like on the background, yeah. Right, right, right. But you can, uh, you can burn them to the ground. Uh, but I think if you get a little too close to them, you, you, do, uh, you, you do get killed. Oh, they uh, can attack you. Okay, maybe yeah. I'm just like super good at this game and I just never <laughs> died. I don't know. Well, I, uh, this is a very specific map. And that's the thing is every map is so specific and has weird details about it um the yeah. the doom map that we were playing for a few seconds i was pretty certain that something would come out of the vents and, and kill you if you stayed around too long uh yeah it feels like it because there's something being sucked in there right. so the, it, the company it is, does not oh, yeah. like you. the yeah, your, your bosses do not like you no no they definitely do not you're 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 very disposable non-essential worker as they well, would yeah, say because when you pilots. die you just you you wait there for about 30 seconds just sort of panning around your corpse and then you respawn as a new janitor and at the beginning it gives you a little dossier of like who you are your age and your position on the janitorial staff you mm -hmm. just come back as a different person each time i i skipped a lot of those briefings for the most fuddy-duddy reason possible and that's that uh the text is too small and i couldn't read it <laughs> <laughs> like all the text in this game is so hard to read um which, I don't know, it, that is what it is. It's not a super story-based game, so that didn't bother me too much. But uh, So you have a couple of tools at your disposal that are going to be in every level. Uh, probably the most important one is the incinerator. That's kind of where everything is going. Um, so, But you also have a bucket dispenser, which will give you a fresh <laughs> mop bucket. Uh, these mop buckets, um, so like with your mop... You get about four or five good swabs out of it before it gets too soiled to use. If you start using it after that, it'll just keep making more of a mess. So you have to go dunk it in your bucket. You can probably clean your mop like four or five times before the water becomes too brackish to be used. Uh, so then you have to get you rid of the go bucket. Back to the dispenser and get a new one. And it's very easy to like hit the bucket from the side when you're trying to dip your mop in and then just oh, knock yeah. it over. Definitely, which you will do many times, and it's like, I don't know, it, it's always just like a new fresh mess that you have to clean up. You also have this little dispenser that gives you uh, biohazard bins, and these are very useful if you have lots of little bits. I found the little tiny chunk of intestines were like <laughs> the bane of my existence because they get under things, like they get under cracks so you don't even really see them. And if you every time you step on them, there's like a little bloody like splorch there and then you can start leading footprints everywhere that's the other thing you leave footprints all over the place if you're walking through this gore so you need to always be cleaning your footprints at the same time um yeah so those are your basic tools oh yeah that and you also have a scissor lift that you can bring around and the scissor lift is always malfunctioning like <laughs> i would say every every third usage uh it'll break down sometimes it'll just like freeze and jam sometimes it'll spring you way up into the air 
Uh, I found that happened a couple times when I had a bucket on the lift with me, and it just sent my bucket going everywhere. It just made a huge <laughs> splattery mess. And the tools tend to, like, I think everything except for the incinerator can malfunction. Like, sometimes the bucket dispenser will just spit out organs and just make a bigger mess, and the uh, bin dispenser will do that, too. So you need to kind of be, and Andy, I think you said, like, the more buckets you have in the level, the more likely you are to get organs out of that. Is that right? I, I I think so. I mean, that's, you know, anecdotal evidence. I, I could find out by looking on the wiki, but I, I didn't. That, also, that seems you know, right, though. Yeah. Uh, there is a little detail here. There's one level that does not have an incinerator. Really? Which and one? It's, the, it's the dead space level. Oh. You have to use an airlock to get rid of all the stuff. Oh, fun. Oh, that's awesome. I like that. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The, that's a fun idea. Um, so yeah, base, that's, that's kind of basically it. You, you're, you're dropped in, you have all of these elements. Uh, your first task like I said should be to go around, uh, explore the level, find all of your resources, figure out your problem areas, and then start from there. So I was playing this quite a bit yesterday, actually just, uh, solo. And I think, uh, Andy, you're right. I think that this is actually really meant to be a multiplayer experience or a co-op experience because, the solo levels take a very, very long time. If you're playing by yourself, it could take you a good three, four hours to fully clean a location, uh, which obviously is going to be much faster if you have a couple of people playing with you. Unless, unless one of those people is me, who here were my <laughs> here were my contrib- contributions. I walked in piles of blood and then dragged it all around, and then I moved the scissor lift in front of the furnace and lifted it up, um, and then I somehow got killed on the staircase. <laughs> well, it, it wasn't even that. You lifted it in front of the. You put the scissor lift in front of the uh, uh, furnace incinerator. Yeah, and, or incinerator. Then it jammed, and I couldn't move it until it went back down. But it wouldn't let me get it back down, so it was just totally cutting us off. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, yeah, but I, I mean, a lot of game, the game is just kind of trial and error and figuring out a, how to play it. Yeah, from a multiplayer, I think that what this game is probably closest to in kind of what it. I don't know what it's going for is the, similar to the game Overcooked, but it's kind of like Overcooked if there was no time limit or stress. Like, cause yeah. so much Overcooked is about, like, teaming up to do these seemingly simple tasks, but due to the sometimes awkward controls and trying to sort of coordinate with your team members, you just end up making it worse. Yeah. And, like, in Overcooked, that's a very frustrating, stressful thing that breaks up marriages. Because you're yelling at each other. And in this, in Viscera Cleanup Detail, you kind of just are chuckling about it. Because it's just funny that you've now, you know, spread this blood around everywhere. But there's no real punishment to doing it. Because you don't have this stressful timer going. And I think that's I think that's what was the saving grace for this game for me. Was yeah. the fact that there is no timer. And it just becomes kind of a pleasant, busy work to do yeah. while you're on a Skype call with your friends. It's it's like a, it's a hangout game in a really weird way. Like you're just yeah, I think you're it's exactly right. It's weirdly soothing, I found, like especially if if I don't know, I I just I like having things being orderly, you know. I like I like tidying. I like uh, straightening things up, and that's all this game is. It's just constant tidying. I did reach a point yesterday where I had been playing, like, cleaning up a fake space station for, like, three hours, and then I'm just like, <laughs> you know, I could be doing this to my actual house. Like, my actual the, fake space station. Yeah, my actual fake space station. That Andy, you said this is a game that you uh, play with your friends quite a bit? 
Uh, not quite a bit, but every now and then, like, you know, uh, Steve, Woody, did you know we are in uncertain times right now? This is what I've, I've heard, heard something about that, something about a Pacifico virus or I don't know. Uh, well, uh, you know, I, I'm not a person who makes friends, uh, online. Like I, I don't, I've never really taken off in like a world of Warcraft guild or something like that because, uh, if for most of the time, if I if I can't like interact with people, I don't really want to see them, the mm. <laughs> uh, or talk to them, or spend much time with them at all. Um, <laughs> the the a big exception to this is co-host of the Geek One Hundred One podcast with whom I uh, co-host the Geek One Hundred One podcast. That's Geek One Hundred One podcast at uh, gmail.com. You'll get a chance to do your plug, hey. Andy. Don't worry. <laughs> I, I I will I will plug all the time. Uh, <laughs> ABP always be plugging. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Um, <laughs> But this is this is just kind of a game, right? You you grab a beer. You... Yes, we we're all on the same page. This is kind of a game. It's, yes. Yeah, it's kind. Of, yeah, that, I mean that's not even a denigrating way to put it. It's it's kind yeah. of so a you, game. So you 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 grab your beer and you go clean up some right. random if, entrails. If you are going to be you know on a Zoom call or a Skype call or a virtual meetup trying to see your friends because that's pretty much the only way I can see my friends. Uh, this is a kind of game that's like, oh, you know, you can kind of do this in the background. It's it's silly. It's fun. Uh, you can have up to 32 players on a server together. Wow. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. That's, when the, that levels are, make... the levels are not very big, so that uh, seems like it would just be chaos of everyone bumping into one another. Well, uh, uh, that really did, uh, I did pick the smallest levels for us to play. Um, okay. Well, I appreciate that because my computer is a brick and it was really struggling just to get from one end to the other there. Yeah, I guess we should talk about the co-op element of it because, yeah, we all got together and we played this uh, online for, for about an hour before recording. And, uh, yeah, I, I think there were definitely some connectivity issues, uh, especially, I, I think, Andy, you pointed out that, like, the more bloody footprints you're leaving everywhere, the slower the game is going to run. So... You know, but it, it's kind of all about figuring out your strategy. So I think generally the strategy we were employing when we were cleaning up was you find the were employing strategy. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like you want you want to pick up corpses, like the big bodies first, and then you start getting the smaller chunks. So basically, you want to get all the little chunky bits. And then once all the chunky bits are cleaned up, then you can start taking your mop around. That was because... the original uh, tagline for Campbell's Soup: Get all the chunky bits. <laughs> Now, uh, I Get all the chunky bits. That when you say chunky bits, I, I do want to stress because I, I know some people are very turned off by gore. These are not very realistic chunky bits. These are a little bit better than like a, a Quake Three rocket launcher hit, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not. It's not like so. Uh, well, I don't know. I guess it really depends on your personal tolerance. You're, you're, but it's not you you be are so definitely gross. a desensitized person, Steve. Oh, yeah, I definitely <laughs> Or movie consumption. Yeah, I'm just sitting here picking up hearts and singing songs about it. Like, I don't know. It's uh, <laughs> it, 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 This this isn't going to offend me, but it also doesn't look terribly real, you know? Um, yeah, it, it looks like you're picking up video game pieces. So right. I, I just wanted to say that because this might, you know, calling them bloody chunks might turn off a few people. This is uh, this is very very tame. Relatively, but I mean, I, I will say like I don't think that the gore is going to upset you, but I think if the premise to this game isn't kind of intrinsically funny to you already, 
I don't think it will land as well. Like, I think that just kind of the idea of someone that goes in after these, you know, sci-fi aliens have killed all the scientists there and has to clean up is sort of intrinsically funny. Um, but I, read, yeah, I don't I, think if that appeals to you. This game I read will. one review where they were talking about how, like, I don't know, the game kind of makes you, it forces you to confront, like, the consequences of violence and make you really, like, live in it in a while. And I, I think that might be a bit of a stretch, and I don't think that's necessarily what the team intended here. No, I think it's too silly to do that. But, it, but it, again, it's, there's not really a sense of, like, cheap laughs or anything like that. You know, it's not, uh, it's not punching down in any way. I think it's more, it's having fun <sighs> playing around in the genre. Yeah, they're, they're uh, not belittling those poor scientists who've died in this fictional universe. Right, but it's not, I don't know, it's we, it sounds weird to say if you consider how bloody like and, and uh, uh, gross the idea of this game is, but it doesn't feel mean-spirited to me. Uh, oh. And I guess that was the big thing I was concerned about when I first heard about this game. I'm just like, okay, this is just going to be like, you know, early edgelord kind of, you know, what, pick up the hooker in GTA 3 and kill her and yeah. What was the game on Steam? It was like a school shooter simulator or some oh, yeah. terrible, awful, like, uh, yeah, gross. Yeah, that's that's what I was wary of. I think when I first heard of it, um, so it's, 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 it's a wild land out there. I, what I want to talk about real quick is just the idea of um, this comes up every so often when we play these style of games, um, and it's just a philosophy of the way that I play games, and I think it says something about the kind of person that I am probably not something positive, but like mm. I have a lot of trouble playing games that are just kind of like you dick around in them. Mm. Even, even like in a multiplayer setting, because to me, when I want to play games, I want a sense of like completing an objective or even, even though this game objective is very clear, like you just clean the area. It's also designed with a deliberate sense of just like, pointlessness to it like you know that something bad is going to happen here again and so like even in sort of a skype hangout setting i i would just this would be a hard game for me to want to like bust out because yeah. i don't know i i just have a lot of it's the same issue i have with something like animal crossing harvest moon um any of these simulator games is just kind of this sense of like i'm not getting to the next level here yeah, there's no there's no forward momentum. It's it's more of a it's more of a lather rinse repeat kind of situation. It's uh, they they lay out the scenario very clearly. You're gonna go in, you're gonna do this thing, and then when you're done, you're just gonna do it again. And the game will go on infinitely uh, as long as you want to keep playing the levels. But it, yeah, it, that that I think I'm I tend to be the same way. Like. I don't think this is one I'm going to break out casually and just like have fun with uh, because I do tend to like a little bit more momentum as well. But I also can get into Animal Crossing and things like that. So I don't know. Yeah, I I I'll, I I surprisingly enjoyed my time with this. There's something there's something very very soothing about it. Uh, it as as seedy as it seems. Like mm -hmm. I don't know. There's there's something kind of comforting about giving yourself a task, focusing on that task until you're done. Like, so the way the game is structured, you can clock out at any time. You can just go over to a little panel and say, like, I feel I've done a good enough job for today. And then you'll be sent back to a central office and you'll be given your score and kind of they'll tell you how you did. Uh, I've never 
successfully fully cleaned a room, I think. There's always something I miss. And uh, so I'll, I'll usually either get demoted or I'll get fired, uh, depending on how <laughs> oh, well you do. Uh, but th- that's the other thing, too, is that, like, you can't just pick up the chunks of gore. There's also, like, litter around. And there are – I didn't even know this until Andy pointed out. There are crates that are supposed to be inside these, like, painted squares. And I didn't know I was supposed to be stacking them in there or, like, arranging them in a certain way. So if you really want to increase your score, you do that. There's also, like, a laser that you can find uh, in certain levels that you use to fry away bullet holes. Uh, but that cannot, comes with, like, a risk and reward thing as well because if you fry it for too long, you could set the wall on fire, which will make it all sooty, and that'll be difficult to clean up as well. So there are other little things like that. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah. This game... I. I, I highly recommend for for listeners who have heard of House Flipper, uh, the game where you can buy, renovate, and remodel houses. That uh, this game feels like a beta version of that. Okay. Uh, I I've never actually played House Flipper, but I've seen enough people play it. I've I've heard good things about it. Um, but it, but watching footage, this is a very rough version of that uh yeah. with multiplayer aspect and that's really the the true saving grace of this game that keeps it from being just a kind of boring uh adderall fueled uh, <laughs> beat up of virtual space instead of your house yeah i mean yeah. that's that's always an interesting philosophy with multiplayer games in general is usually the quality of your multiplayer experience depends on um, who you're playing the game with mm. and the game not being actively unpleasant or frustrating. Um, and I think that this game meets both of those criteria. Um, it's because there's no time limit and because like it's presented still, like there's not an active score until you sort of finish. Right. So even if you're like playing with people who might not be as good as, you know, Steve or Andy, aka me. Um, <laughs> I, I'm still having a nice time, just kind of messing around and talking about something different. But yeah. it's not like a game that you would want to play with someone that you want to be like hugely competitive with. No, yeah. no, no. This this is a Skype call, like game. Like this is the equivalent of I don't know if you guys used Yahoo Chat back in the early aughts, but they had like little tic tac toes and stuff. Oh, yeah. No, I never did that. But yeah, I, I understand the idea. Yeah, it's just something. Yeah, it, it's just this isn't an intensely competitive experience. I mean, you, Andy, you did point out that like you can play it with friends who are dicks who will go around and just knock your buckets over just to kind of make things harder on you. So you know, if you're that person in Streets of Rage who likes to beat up the other player, you know, for a spare hit or something like that, then yeah, that, that this could appeal to you in that way as well. Steve, I'm uh, sorry, my combo needs to get just a little higher. <laughs> The worst yeah. part was in uh, those early beat 'em ups. They would have a setting called like two players. This was in I think the Ninja Turtles games. Uh-huh. They would have a setting called two players A and two players B, and I could never remember which one allowed you to attack your other player. So oh, I'd right. have to choose one and then try it and then reset the game. Like and every time I would get it wrong the first time. I don't know why that is, but yeah, it's kind of like plugging in a USB. It's like yeah, you're gonna get it wrong the first time no matter what. Um, so this game did have two uh, standalone DLC. There was a lot of DLC, like they're always adding levels and things like that. But there are two standalone games 
uh, that you don't need the main game to get. They both came out in t- 2017. The first one was called Viscera Cleanup Detail Shadow Warriors. Uh, that was co-developed with Devolver Digital as a tie-in with their successful first-person shooter game, Shadow Warriors, which I have never played. Uh, it's, but- a, it's a first-person shooter um, kind of in the style of, like, I think, Serious Sam or something like that, where it's a throwback and you just kind of mow people down and you have a sword as well. Yeah, it's like it's ninja-themed. So I played a little bit of this and you just kind of... It kind of looks like you're being dropped into that cafe from uh, Kill Bill Volume 1 uh, where she fights, like, the 88 hands. Uh, It kind of looks like that. There's, like, samurai swords and shurikens and, like, decapitated people scattered all around the level. Shurikens. Shurikens. Now I'm just... Visera shurikens. Yeah. (laughs) And then the other one... warrior. And the other one we talked about was uh, Visceral Cleanup Detail, uh, Santa's Rampage. What were you going to say, Andy? Sorry, were you... I was just saying that they're called uh, ninja stars. Yeah, oh, nin- there you go. Yeah, they will just split the difference there. They're ninja that was stars. The, that was the sequel to uh, Baseball Stars for the NES. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's favorite. Yeah, Visceral Cleanup Detail Santa's Rampage is kind of, uh, we, we talked about it on the Christmas episode, but it's kind of like if that Weird Al song, uh, The Night Santa Went Crazy, was a video game. I hate uh, that song. It's so a terrible many, song. So many Weird Al albums would end with this super just like weird so like part of the joy of weird al is he's appropriate for all ages and all can enjoy him and then at the end of so many of these albums they would have like um good old days the night santa went crazy you don't love me anymore um this is like super dark songs about like torture yeah and i always as soon as that tape started you know that track started playing i would have to fast forward and skip that i that's one of my least favorite weird owl things that he did i think he's moved away from this but yeah i think he's kind of embraced his role as like uh america's happy uncle you know like and he's not uh he's, he's not really trying to do the edgy stuff anymore yeah one of my uh favorite things that weird or least favorite things weird owl ever did was uh Beyond LimeWire, when people would just, you know, <laughs> take mm. songs and just rename them with Weird Al. And... Yeah, if, if the song is about weed or racism, Weird Al did not sing it. <laughs> yeah. like, just just know that right off the bat. Uh, that's For, not accurate. You're listening to this in the early 2000s on Napster. Yeah, it's... Weird Al did not do the song about <laughs> Donald Duck getting a blowjob. Like, that's not, <laughs> that's not his actual style. <laughs> um, do we have uh, anything else to say about Visceral Cleanup Detail? Dead silence. Yeah, yeah. There, there's not much to say. It, this is just a, a game, and I wanted to take my uh, position of power over you guys as a Patreon and mm-hmm. force you guys to play with me. So you know, I, I kind of got like a an extra tier for no reason. <laughs> oh, that, hey, that's a that that's become part of the deal now. Yeah, we, we played play, we played Kart, Mario yeah. Kart. Yeah, I'm yeah. gonna be honest. I liked Mario Kart more than this game. Maybe there's a reason that that is one of the top-selling games of all time, and this is not. <laughs> Give it time. We never know, you know. But no, I... I, uh... I get that Switch Deluxe release that really, for all those people who missed it on Steam. I will say, uh, if you are going to play this, definitely use a gamepad if you have the ability to. Well, if um... you're like us and you're like huge console dorks, I mean, any PC gamer will tell us that, like, um, the mouse and keyboard is going to be way more accurate for that mop action. You know, you really be precise. But yeah, you and I definitely are controller. No, buddies. on our on our little uh, laptops here. Yeah, I... for a 
Yeah, it's controller buddies. Controller buddies. I like it. But that also sounds like control our buddies. So maybe we, mm. it's just a podcast about where we're telling our friends to do stuff. <laughs> I'm into this idea. Yeah. Well, yeah. that's kind of what this episode is. Kind of. Yeah, actually. Yeah, it is a little bit. It is a little bit. Um, well, awesome. Go for the bucket. <laughs> go kick that bucket. Yeah, you kept um, saying that you kicked the bucket. And I'm like, are you okay, Steve? Yeah, no, I'm fine. I'm just kicking the bucket. I don't know. I don't know. What's the problem? I'm just, yeah. Um, well, thank you so much, Andy, for uh, introducing us to this game and for giving us an opportunity to play it. Uh, where can and for making find Steve you? eat his words from uh, from bad mouthing it? And what are some other? I'm sure someone needs to dig in our archives and find more games that we've randomly bad mouthed and then become a patron and make us play them. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> There's probably a few. I'm a very curmudgeonly old man. Um, Andy, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on my podcast, uh, Geek One Hundred and One. And you can also find me on Twitter and Letterboxd at Hebrews Paleo. Perfect. It's awesome. Yeah, the Geek 101 podcast, uh, Woody and I have been on there a couple times. It's a lot of fun uh, just kind of talking about random geeky stuff. Um, well, and thank you so much for being a patron of ours. Uh, Andy stayed uh, at our, our superstar tier uh, for three months, which gave him the option to make us play any game he wanted. So we really, really appreciate you uh, sticking with that the entire time. Um, we do have a couple other tiers at that level that I, I just opened up. So if anyone is interested in grabbing one of those spots, please go over to patreon.com slash ultra 64 pod. Uh, what else do we got going on, Woody? Well, or I don't know. We're going to be playing BMX XXX. Oh, good. Oh That's God. Steve's favorite game. <laughs> it's my oh. second favorite game that after was, the guy game. That uh, was originally oh, yeah. going to be the whole premise of this podcast is we just alternated weeks between BMX XXX and the guy game. But then we realized <laughs> it would result in us getting arrested. <laughs> yeah, that was a good note to end it on. I don't know. There's a bunch of stuff on the on the Patreon. Um, I, like we talked about Mother. We talked about other random n64 stuff i don't know steve i've yeah. so much got podcast my brain is so when is this stuff. coming out have this we, is have coming we already actually yeah no this uh, this is coming out on uh, the wednesday before this event so um if you are listening to this we have a screening coming up on netflix party uh which we're going to have the links for that in our uh social media accounts but we are going to be hosting a screening of the 1995 film mortal kombat uh, so if you want to Starring join in, Goro. Starring... character actor Goro, man, <laughs> I still remember thinking that the special effects for Goro were the most amazing thing I'd ever seen in my life. And now I look at it, it's like a very, very stiff puppet, uh, but it's pretty but fun to watch. I would... compared to the rest of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> I would really like it if in the movie, like Mortal Kombat, the title screen Mortal Kombat came down and then go like that pup actor Goro walked out and punched it out. Yes. Oh my God. Game. Yeah, so, so anyway, that's Friday, yeah. May 22nd at 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And mm -hmm. yeah, you should join us. Talk to me about Mortal Kombat. Talk to Steve about the guy game. Yeah. Um, actually, please please don't. Don't um, talk to me about that game. I don't want to know. Yeah, so that should that should be a fun thing. Um, and then, you know, play Viscera Cleanup Detail with Andy. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. That's well, right. thank you once again, Andy, you. for being Later. here. Uh, we, we had a lot of fun playing this, and uh, uh, I'm, I'm hopefully going to clean some of the intestines off my actual kitchen floor because, frankly, it's been out there for too long. Yeah, it's starting to stink. It's starting to stink a little bit. All right, everybody, have a great night. Splat, splat. New catchphrase. Splat, splat. <laughs> <laughs>